Hey everyone, welcome back to One Shot at a Time, a tabletop role-playing game podcast. This season we're working on Fabula Ultima, a JRPG-inspired tabletop role-playing game. My name is Daniel, your forever dungeon master. And I am also Daniel, your occasional dungeon master. And I forgot again to say my last name, so I'm Daniel Locke. Okay, yeah, I'm Daniel Lee. Okay, Daniel Lee, welcome back, welcome back. How you feeling coming back to the new season? Uh, it is a, there is a ocean of possibilities that stretches out before us. Ah, yes, as we've just dove into the... I'm trying to get really into metaphors. Yeah, yeah, we just dove into our aquatic region to close out our last season, so this is a fun new take. I figured we start off this episode kind of talking about what our goals is for this season, and then maybe build a little one-shot adventure while we're doing that. How's that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so my thoughts is going into this next season of Fabula Ultima-inspired TTRPG is that we finish up our module that we've been working on. So we've already talked about these Chaos Emeralds, our Sonic-based world. Let's bring it to a close this season after 12 episodes. Yeah, so so there's there's a few things that we can do and that we, we've been talking about sort of throughout the world-building episode discussions and then throughout the mm-hmm. season. So I know we brought up the fact that the tube world is actually sort of like two parallel half-pipe worlds. Yes, and it's so, like a sonic world. Yeah, there's half-pipes everywhere. That's true, yeah. It's, yeah, huh. And uh, <laughs> sorry, the uh, the audio cut out for a second and it like kind of threw me off, but oh, okay. yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see uh, if that gets more common and then we'll probably have to like address it because it's probably because like you're running discord at the same time that it's going so soon but yeah anyways yeah speaking of audio we are actually trying recording remotely from each other just because of scheduling conflicts so you guys get to try that out so hopefully everything comes out cool yeah so full disclosure this will this will be an interesting experiment i'm actually i'm honestly interested to see how different it is because like immediately for me i feel like way more comfy because i feel like I'm very used to doing these sorts of like late night hop on Discord and just get philosophical with the boys. Let's get philosophical with Daniel Lee on our late night episode. Yeah, let's get philosophical. One shot at a time. All right, so yeah, how do you feel about tubes? Tubes? They're just circles, but hollow. Holy shit, man, that's crazy. Get tubular. Speaking of getting tubular, um, so so I guess the, the overall question would be, is this season going to be basically like our disc two Tales of Symphonia where it's mostly focused in the opposite end of the world and then they kind of like at the end of it all we kind of tie the two together yeah i think so i think this is going to be disc two where like we finally discover that there's actually a whole nother world on the other side of our weird tube resurrection circle and then robotnik as the villain is fully revealed and then he has some weird tragic backstory that is about racism and it all ties together yeah i did want to ask you for your take on uh, like how much we're actually fleshing out the other world, just because we do know that Metal City is going to exist in the sort of like current world that we've already quote unquote designed. So like, is it the vibe to kind of have the same thing going on where you do a, a sort of crystal quest on the other side, or is it kind of a more like? hey, here's a fun little, like, DM side plot where I'm just going to, like, send you guys to this other world and kind of just show you the, like, aftermath of whatever colony was here. And then, you know, like, and then, like, boom, you do your quick little side story and then you're back. Yeah, I got you. So it's, like, is it Tales of Zillia or is it Tales of Symphonia is what you're asking me? Okay, okay, I got you. Yes. So I don't have context for Zillia. We played it together. I mean, I played it maybe like three weekends at your house, so I have like extremely sparse understandings of the story. To be fair, the game only really requires four weekends, so you missed one story plot line. Ah. Uh, well, I mean, truly all I remember is that there was a guy with a gun blade. Yes, and he was very suave for some reason. Anyways, um, back to the topic. I think uh, addressing your question, our goal should be that We've kind of developed this world where there's like uh, chaos emeralds on one side of the world. I think some of them are going to be sprinkled into the opposite side of the world, and they should be like opposites of the current Mm. chaos emeralds. So that's number one. And I think it would be fun for the players to be able to explore that section. And like maybe the way they get there is through like Metal City taking off and going to the other world, or maybe they cause Mm. two emeralds to collide. I think it's something we'll workshop as we go through the season. But I. 
at least I would like the other world to play a substantial part and not just be like a side quest storyline. Yeah, okay. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I do I do like the concept of like getting to the quote unquote narrative end of the current world and then mm-hmm. being like, Oh cool, now it's gonna take you to the other side and then you get to kind of expunge on whatever is the sort of design space of the parallel worlds concept. Yep, exactly. So I guess maybe we should start off with this episode trying to figure out how we're going to send the players into the other world, right? Oh, and then another thing, just talking, we did start off like the very first of the season of like, we'll have some of our friends make characters and then we'll insert them oh, into our world. True. And the only one we did was Richard. Oh, you know what? So we should Let's pull up Josh's character right now because I think that's actually like super relevant to what I we're think so too, here. yeah. I have his two write-ups pulled up here and i guess we'll go through it again here this this should be a i like i like the the theme of this episode kind of just being josh's character actually um yeah. okay. his theme is about josh yeah this is where we dive this is oh man we ended our last season on richard did or was yeah. that two seasons ago i guess at this point no, that was last season ago, right because yeah. last season would technically what? be the one we just did yeah but it was also kind of about richard's character and his arc True, Either true, way, true, true. we always end on Richard, and this season we're starting with Josh. Yeah, I mean, Richard is sort of like the magical weave that kind of like is the thread that keeps our world together. So yeah, he's just kind oh of oh my god, that's canon now. Yeah, he's kind that of like canon our in our world. Yes, Richard is our Mako in this Sonic world, which is to say that tap we into... uh, we use industry to sort of exploit his essence. <laughs> oh, that's kind of fucked at, up. At the at the expense of the greater world at, as a whole. Oh. Okay. Um. Oh. So so I've copy okay. and pasted uh Josh's little Discord messages for us. <laughs> Thank you. I think Richard sort of under understands the exploitative nature of our relationship, so that's fine. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. So he says, "Okay, so I finally listened, and in parentheses, and paid attention fully to the world building app, which made me laugh <laughs> when I read it. So that's why we come back in on me laughing." So he his little uh, character blurb would be gifted Ronin mm. of the old faith, brave gifted Ronin of the old faith. I guess I'll I'll kind of skim through this and then paraphrase it. So he was thinking maybe the character was part of some kind of group that knows the purpose of the emeralds, which makes sense because at this point I don't think at any point we've talked about anybody really elucidating on what they are or how they're used. Yeah, so it's good to have his character kind of be there to kind of give some exposition on what's going on yeah I and like I, I like i like how it kind of gives us the opportunity to, opportunity to make each actual emerald that the party has encountered up to you know like whatever point they're at a take as sort of the like each beast tribe or whatever i say beast tribe because of ff11 but they're not actually like <laughs> beast people just like the elemental yeah. tribes kind of like if anything they're fish people right we have like aquatic? fish people and then like but like the forest people are just buff like sprites. YMCA yeah people. so so yeah. they're just like humanoids but basically yeah, it's like men. each uh fish or buff man tribe or whatever have you um <laughs> they kind of revere the emeralds as like a sacred thing but they don't actually understand yeah. what they really do they just know that it's like a source of their power or like their welfare um Correct. so yeah so that that would be kind of a cool take so we can kind of decide on like what exactly they do like his like how they came around historically um and then like whatever this order that josh's character used to belong to actually did um would be like a cool space to explore yeah i mean we did kind of talk about this in um zillia well we mentioned zillia a little bit earlier and there is like this order of like keepers they're essentially like storytellers or architects i forgot the okay. term they use but essentially they they keep stories and then pass them down through history and like that is like their duty as people so it's like essentially like a word by mouth storytelling group ah uh, okay oh mm-hmm. that's kind of cool yeah and, so and maybe zillia, that's kind of zillia has like summon spirits and stuff right it's the same as symphonia yeah no no oh i'm sorry this is not zillia this is zesteria and berseria Okay, I like Mm -hmm. how every Tales game now has a companion game. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) It's it's got to reuse the system, right? Right. That's basically what we do. Yeah, that's what we're doing right now. We just just, reusing people's content. Oh, we had a good idea that one time. Let's just use that (laughs) again. Callbacks, baby. That's fine. (laughs) It's improv. Yeah, but um, yeah. So going off like 
Josh's order, it seems like I like the idea that they're like word of mouth only, so there's very few of them. Right. And maybe there's only like a couple that exists at any time in the world because they purely pass down their knowledge through spoken. That way it can't be abused. Maybe that's the specific reason. And their goal yeah. is merely as watchers of the world until now where a cataclysmic event is about to occur that they've decided that, okay, we cannot not act. Right. And I mean, we talked about how uh, the sort of, there's like a balance of the world and the balance is like the kind of elements existing in harmony. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I guess you can kind of think of it as like a, like an invasive species angle where it's like if one spirit uh i don't know like power overtakes another then like very quickly the spirits themselves like sort of start to like overpopulate the world Mm -hmm. um so moving on down here he says yeah okay so he mentions like perhaps the order knows like some kind of ancient language or something uh that can utilize the emeralds or communicate with with like the actual like guardian spirits or whatever like the whatever the spirit is themselves okay i think the ancient language should just be uh modern day chinese because that's the language josh and i both know oh Um. okay yeah sure sure i mean honestly (laughs) i think there is actually like a lot of really cool like if you wanted to actually expand on that concept it would be pretty Mm -hmm. sick to use chinese characters as a as a sort of like uh basis for your own little like rune system Oh, true, true, true. Like a sort yeah, of Eastern-inspired, uh, like almost sort of Celtic rune sort of thing. Yeah, I think that would be the direction I would go if we were expanding it out more and like I was if we writing could draw it out myself. Shit, yeah. Like if we actually yeah, had if I could draw. props. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I could, I mean, like, I, can, I could write some Chinese characters out. I know how to write my name true, and yeah, yeah. wo yep. and da nice. and huo. Yeah, yeah, those are all Chinese words. Those are pretty words, good, yeah. So, yeah. Those are pretty good. Yeah. Chinese listeners so, of this podcast will be really thrilled. That we brought up some of the, you know, some of the the big names in in Chinese characters. Yeah, yeah. See, we're we're working towards our Chinese audience because we all know China's the next big big entertainment industry. So right, that's what we're trying right. to break into. Yep. Got to get all those listeners and followers. Really, tr- really gunning for that ten cent sponsorship. We know they just buy up everything. Yeah, man. Oh man, if Tencent bought our podcast, I feel like they would probably have a lot of problems with us, <laughs> real fast. I mean, whatever. They bought Fortnite. That is true. Okay. Anyways, though, so we kind of have this order that exists, but what kind of knowledge should they have? I think that's the most important part, right? Yeah. Because it sounds like they know about the Chaos Emeralds and the fact that they're very powerful. Well, there's and... a blurb here. So he continues saying that maybe... Um... <laughs> Wait. He says maybe Mr. Robotic slash Eggman, which I assume is an autocorrect thing, but that made me laugh a lot. <laughs> Because it's like, uh, yes. I'm imagining that like my, my grandma wrote me a letter about my podcast and it's just like, maybe you should have Mr. Robotic have some insight <laughs> into these old in, these old samurai people. Ooh, okay. Um, okay, great. Let me just uh, break out of this sort of like weird trauma of my family not understanding my hobbies really quick. <laughs> oh, and then, gosh. yeah, so maybe, maybe Eggman had some insight into his order um, okay. and then tried to wipe them out so that they, you know, because I mean, obviously, they would be the only people to kind of, uh, to to stand up to whatever he's doing. Because you know, nobody else really understands the nature of the world, which I think okay. is also it's a, it's a neat angle because uh, it gives us a little bit to work with in terms of how the other the other parallel world, um, kind of like saw its downfall, or like you know, like the ancient race of people saw its downfall. Mm-hmm. So should we just make him someone who somehow survived the? Like, you know, he's like the sole survivor of whatever ancient race that uh, the city that or like. Oh, like in Tales of Arise, that one uh, little mage girl. Oh, is that her backstory? Yeah, yeah. She's like the sole survivor of like the mage clan that exists on this planet that was wiped out by the wind um, oh, general person. Right. Well, I mean, but but I'm uh, but they the her like mage order. Are they like super old like are are they f- like you know associated with whatever other there's supposedly place. a very old order that exists okay yeah oh. but um yeah Perfect. but like I, I was just wondering if we wanted to turn josh's character into like <laughs> yeah. avatar vengeance kind of thing but um well it sounds like he's it sounds like that's kind of his angle though mm. um 
I mean, well, Josh can let us know on Discord like a week later when he does listen to this podcast and be like, I don't know if I want to be the avatar of vengeance. Right. I don't want to be Sasuke, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, we can, we can see, we can kind of keep it purposely vague, which is the mm-hmm. sort of signature thing we do on this podcast when we yeah. come up with design stuff mm-hmm. and then follow yeah. up later. We're leaving it modular for you yes. to use. We made your, yeah, we made your character integration really modular so that we can just change mm-hmm. it whenever we want. But yeah, no, no, I think it's perfect, and I think it would be a, a neat angle to be like, oh, he's he can kind of expand on why Metal City exists, because he mm-hmm. used to be from like whatever floating space station that they made, okay. which I think is what we decided so, on. Yeah, so I like Metal... So Metal City is like this robot area, but what if Metal City came from the parallel world and was transported over here? What do you like? What do you think yeah, about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, no, angle? I think that's literally what we decided on what like way okay, back perfect. but i mean this was all kind of just like spit takes so i don't mm-hmm. fully remember cool. either but but i have this vague recollection that it's like there was the ancient race of people that originally made metal city but metal city was like a satellite colony that they created because they right they decided to either like leave the planet because it was mm-hmm. dying or Oh, that makes sense. And that's why it could land on the other side of the tubular world because it left the planet and then came crashing back down right. and just landed on a different part of the world. Okay, okay, right. That makes sense. Okay, cool. So we kind of have establishment on how Metal City came to be, and Josh Josh's character knows about this. And he also has understanding of the Chaos Emerald. So he knows that the only way to travel to the other world to get the Chaos Emerald is to go into space and then fly back down. Right. And so the thing you brought up at the beginning of the episode is actually really prescient because it would totally make sense that the only way to get to the other side is through some kind of, like, you know, they, they scrap together some sort of device from the remains of Metal City mm-hmm. to be able to, yeah. you know, fly into space or whatever, break the... I don't know. I don't really know what the logistics would be of, like, breaking out of the atmosphere of one side of the tube, but... Yeah. Well, we, I'm curious how atmosphere would work in a tubular world, that's, too. But that's really true. That might be a better question for, what is it, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah, we should or whatever? Probably get, but... Yeah, we should start tweeting at him, get him to yeah. eventually guest on this. Yeah, if the Earth was a tube, how would we break through the atmosphere, and how much effort would that take, sir? Man, we... No, I'm not going to think about this, because it's going to tangent me, <laughs> and I'm just going to not talk for, like, ten minutes. <laughs> okay, but at least we have the goal for the players for this particular s- series. So I think what we left off on was that they fought three cyborg fishbowl people. Yes. And learned of the fire chaos emerald that was in the water kingdom right okay we're definitely and they uh, learn of the con- oh yeah go ahead and they learn of the connection of the grand wizard josh Greenroads <laughs> connection to the water people and how we also decided that he is secretly robotnik oh we did decide that we did decide that what a twist what a twist yeah it's, what a twist it's so crazy that i set up myself to be surprised by that twist my own idea <laughs> It, so it's a good twist then if you're surprised <laughs> right. yourself that it happened, right? Yeah, I okay, cool. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I yeah. did that. Good job, you. Okay, cool. All right. So that's kind of where we're at right now in the story, and we know where we're trying to get the players to, at least somewhere between like episode three or five of this season. Right. Okay. Um, what is so our, let's start. What is our take on hmm? like why we even? So I mean, at this point. Oh, no, never. Okay, I was going to ask, like, why do the people even need to care about the crystals or the emeralds or whatever? But mm-hmm. I guess it's it's because, like, oh, you know, the world is out of whack and, yeah. like, weird events are popping up. Yeah, and the emeralds are kind of acting up, causing problems, like lo- loss of water for the water tribe, like excess monsters. Like, you can always say, like, oh, the emeralds acting up, causing more spirit monsters to appear. Right, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, supposedly... The players wouldn't really know about any of that going on until they actually go there, but it yeah, yeah. but it totally makes sense because there's there's conflict and then you realize oh, the person who's causing all of this unbalance is the Grand Wizard slash yeah. Doctor Eggman, and this might also be a good time to introduce Josh's character. Like after you solve like these evil people, like these evil fish, uh, politicians, right? You 
find some of the emeralds, and then at the same time, Josh's character kind of like magically appears. It's just like, uh, you've discovered something secret, and I need your help to solve this problem. You've proven yourself strong enough. Yeah, that would come join me, adventurers. That would definitely be the sort of plot hook that shows up to guide you to the next point. So it would be something like, you know, Eggman jets away on some kind of escape pod like he always does. Ooh, okay. So I think the next step here is that, like, now you found the connection to Josh Greenroad, and you have to expose him to the kingdom. So we're going back to the Magic Kingdom, but we have Josh's character in tow now who's provided this exposition, and now you have to... Not you have to somehow expose Josh's Green Roads, um, tyranny and terrorism that he's causing to the world to the Magic Kingdom. So it's a political game. Yes, no, I love this because I mean this comes up so often when we're doing these recordings, but like it's crazy how much like visual inspiration I get from designing this kind of stuff compared to when I'm designing like. D&D fantasy stuff mm-hmm. just because I can think about like JRPGs and anime that I've watched and be like oh, oh yeah. this would be a sick time to do a scene like this but like I'm already like vividly imagining the scene where like you go back to the city and you're like yeah we got to talk to the king and then there's like you know the like remaining sect of guards who are loyal to the sort of like magical uprising and then mm-hmm. they kind of like corner you but then like Josh's character is there and he's just like this hooded figure and he's like yo come with me and then, like, you fight the guards, you escape, and then he's like, okay, I'm actually, you know, this, like, ancient guy from this ancient race of people, and I know, I'll, like, here, I'll tell you about this kind of, like, secrets of what the, like, fabric of the world is. Exactly, yeah. It's like a very deuce ex mock, and it's like, ugh, come with me, right, and you jump exactly. in a sewer. Yeah. And then you have to go through, like, this whole sewer dungeon yes. just to get to Josh Green Road, yes. and then have a final boss fight in his quarters. Lots of puzzles involving the water levels, opening mm-hmm. drain vents and such dropping cubes of garbage on slots so you can walk through yep. a clearly jumpable girder but yep. whatever. Yep. Yeah, perfect. Um you have a you have a puzzle where you shrink and you have to fight giant rats for some reason. Ooh, okay, cool. Okay, I'm pretty into that. Man, mm-hmm. that would be that, really dope. We <laughs> let's just stop. It is really dope. That's straight dungeon. up out of Symphonia. <laughs> let's just make a sewer dungeon. Okay. Okay, let's do that. I I'm I'm down. We haven't really made a full dungeon crawl in this TTRPG yet. So well, maybe I think, so th- so I think um like in all seriousness, I think this would be a cool this would this would probably be like the arc, right? For this mm-hmm. episode. It would be you finish uh the you finish fighting some robot fish underwater and then uh you chase or I, I don't know if you would chase did we did we say that uh the wizard appears at the end of the last encounter? We didn't, but we said that there was a connection between these old politicians and the wizard, and it's, like, clear that uh, Josh Greenroad, the Grand Wizard, had offered them, like, uh, full regional control of the Water Kingdom if they'd helped them set up this weird, like, magma robot-producing factory, and mm-hmm. they'll, like, overthrow the old kingdom of the water, and they'll be placed in powder. You know, like, your classic power grab scenario. Yeah, okay. So there probably is, like, some kind of, like, magical, like, hologram gem, or maybe, like, a letter, like, tying Green Road back to this coup that's happening here. Yeah, so supposedly Eggman would have just, like, fucked off back to Metal City, and then mm-hmm. now he's kind of, he's in full, like, BBEG mode. And then you're yeah. just, like, constantly flashing back. Or, you know, you're having constant whatever Fabula Ultima flashbacks to him just, like, brooding in his chamber in Metal City going, like, Oh, that hedgehog! Yeah, like, his skin starts peeling off, and it's just like, Oh, no, my disguise is falling! And it's just like, dun and it cuts oh, back. Oh, yeah, okay. I can finally take off this disgusting flesh suit. Yes. Yeah, so and then sh- it's Dr. Eggman. And then it's like... Yeah, it's like, oh no! I guess Doctor Eggman doesn't have actual flesh in our world. Should we? Should he be a robot? Who, I think who, he should be Eggman? part robot. Who is I think Eggman? he's an android. He's a cyborg uh, man. Egg- I think in our world he's a cyborg man. I'm pretty sure in Sonic he's a human. No, he's just of like course, a smart human dude. Sure, sure. I mean, uh, don't talk to me about Sonic lore, buddy. Oh, okay. <laughs> my bad. My bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, so in this world, uh, I think we did establish that he is also from this ancient race, and he's just been gunning for immortality this whole time. Yes. So I guess... What if he's Josh's character's, like, evil sibling? Just, like, a classic civil arrival. Like, one decided to, like, follow the path oh. of their 
their order, and the other one is just like, I'm going to abuse the shit out of this power. Okay, yeah, let's talk about... Okay, so <laughs> it's so funny because... There's so many, like, ideas floating around right now that we're just constantly yeah, yeah. going, like, let's design a sewer dungeon. No, wait, hold on. We got to talk about why Eggman's immortal. Yeah. So, because um, we, do need to, mm. we do need a reason for why both of them are still alive. Mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. that makes sense narratively, because obviously Eggman still has to have a reason to be gunning for immortality. Mm-hmm. I think culturally their people only have, like, one child to pass on the knowledge and like that like that's like their weird culture their culture i don't say weird their culture is like they have like one offspring that offspring is forever meant to pass down the knowledge to the next offering but for some reason during this particular birth they had two and okay the mother decided that like this is like uh, this is me tying into josh's character backstory i don't know if he actually wants this but fuck it deal with it sure um they had uh, twins one is josh's character one is eggman and because they only had one the father chose one to keep but the mother secretly kept the other one alive and then maybe the mother died and he's just like i don't want to die like my mother i want to seek immortality and that is his goal Uh, or something like that okay no i like that i like that concept but like no i mean so that's a great backstory but the the question is like how long ago did this uh did did, did the kingdom fall because this would have to be like before known records of like before all known records of human civilization for for the people in the magic kingdom so like so the um, question is like why do they live so long like are they just elves or like have they been doing something was josh's character in cryosleep or something like that Ooh yeah what would be a fun way to do this um, I, I like the cryosleep idea. Maybe they were just in Metal City sleeping and hidden away until, like, oh, maybe he conveniently escaped. the time appeared. It yeah. would, oh, man. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's use your idea because it would be pretty dope if it was, like, I, like, maybe did they both wake up or something? I love the idea of, like, Eggman preserving only his brother because, like, even though he resents him, he doesn't have the heart to fully kill him. So he's just, Ooh, like, kept yeah. his brother in cryosleep in Metal City for, like, you know, whatever many yeah. years it's been. Man, this feels like... I, I don't know if you've seen Trigun, but it feels like the storyline between Vash and Knives in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah I am like, getting those vibes. Or a sort of, yeah, like, maybe even, like, Cowboy Bebop-y mm-hmm, yeah. between, yeah, it, Spike and, and whatever his name is. Yeah. I don't know why I wanted to say Knuckles. It's not Knuckles. <laughs> it's fucking Knuckles. Knuckles. He don't shuffle. He I, don't chuckle. Yeah, I think it's because knuckles is knuckles are spiky. So yeah. So to me, it makes sense in my weird Sonic brain. But yeah. Yes. Anyways. Okay. I mean, at least we have like a backstory for Robotnik now and his his reason for seeking immortality, which is essentially a power chase, but also like the fear of death. Yeah, sort of like a traumatic desperation. So I guess it it would make most sense for them to just kind of like. Both have woke or both have been in cryo sleep for yeah. some reason, and then mm-hmm. um, I guess they both woke up, but or I mean, I guess just Eggman woke up, and yeah. then uh, so Eggman wake me up, and then Josh's yeah. character wake can't me wake up, up inside, save Eggman! me, yeah. Okay, so we... Jesus. Anyways, <laughs> so, okay, Eggman woke up first for some reason, right? Like, maybe his cryo chamber, like, popped open, and then he just left his brother alive, and then due to the recent quakings of the Chaos Emerald, it causes his pod to open, and then he mm. is duty-bound to complete his quest. But maybe his m- memory is also a little shaky, too. Like, he just, like, doesn't have... If, if he's a player character, you can also just say, like, your character has, like, bits of memory, but not everything yet. It's probably going to oh, take sure, some time sure. to shake off the cryo. Um, yeah, just because we are letting like, players pleasy. Right, I did kind of forget that. I, yeah, I was kind of treating him just like an NPC, but yeah, I think it would be a cool angle to be like, yeah, you're a character who vaguely remembers stuff, and you can just like constantly roll insight checks about like uh, mechanical stuff you find. Yeah, mm-hmm. which would be interesting, but yeah, so I think that would be a good way to handle it. Yeah, and you can even have set up like trigger points where like suddenly you see like a very prominent structure that causes your memory to. Uh, return a little bit if you need like a story beat to kind of bring things into yes which would be fun like it's just like it just it's so jrpg it's like oh the character with amnesia walks into this beautiful garden and she's like and then like flashback sequence and you see her playing in the garden with her family and you're like oh okay i remember this happening yeah yeah perfect okay 
Cool, cool, cool. So we got backstory for Robotnik, we got backstory for Josh, and he's kind of essentially your guide into this world and explaining Chaos Emerald stuff. And also, like, for the DM, if he's... Or for the Game Master, if he's running the game and no one's playing the character, he can kind of be your do-sex savior team in case they're in trouble kind of thing. Right, Your yeah, Gandalf. Yeah. You can, yeah, just have okay. him kind of show up whenever. Yep. Or, I mean, yeah, also as a way of just, you know, like, semi-railroading your characters to being like, yeah, okay, here's the overall plot that you guys are missing. For sure. Yep. All right, sewer time then. Dungeon crawl. Let's go. Yes, okay, so the progression would be you fight the f- robots underwater, and then it's like, yeah, we're just some corrupt politicians, and we wanted to do fracking. Um, <laughs> yeah, there Dr. you go. Dr. Eggman was going to set that up for us. But then mm-hmm. now that you've defeated us, we're you're, I guess you have to go to the kingdom and then let them know what's actually going on in the overall world. But then once yeah, you get like there, you... you'll be accosted. Mm-hmm. And then a cool Ronin, specifically a Ronin, not just like a swordsman, but specifically a Ronin, yeah, yeah. is going to show Ronin. up. Um, yeah, yeah, are you gonna? A Ronin Kenshin shows up. Oh, okay. <laughs> it sounded like you were gonna like freestyle with Ronin as the cipher, and I was like, "Yep, I'm here for it." <laughs> oh man, how would I freestyle that? Or, I could, I could only rhyme with Ronin, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, Bonin. I get. Yeah, the he is. He's, he's never moaning, but yep. he's got. Uh huh. His groaning. Yep. <laughs> this is really bad audio. <laughs> this is really bad audio. God, so we can't rap. That's clear. Maybe we cut, can't rap and we can't make movie maybe references. Cut like the middle fifteen seconds of that, and it will be like somewhat palatable. Yeah, we'll do three rhymes and call it a day. There, anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, you might have to edit in a disclaimer like, "Hey, this is Daniel from after the recording. Just want to let you know that we are doing this fully ironically, and then just play like five seconds of that, and then maybe okay, we can cool, keep cool, it. Cool. Otherwise, fully cut it. All right, sounds like a plan. Okay, anyways. Okay, yeah. So you get saved by this Ronin, and he. And then the ruins is what you're shown in, and uh, when you're flown in, then that's when the clonin is uh, moaning and boning. Yeah. Okay. We, we really need to move away from this mental space. <laughs> of just All right. Anyway. Rhymes. Okay. Okay. Anyways, you meet Josh's character. The Ronin takes you to a sewer escape, as yeah, all sewer great escape. escapes go. Perfect. He takes you to sewer zone. Sewer zone one one. Oh, sick, sick, sick. Yeah, there's just like a giant pitfall with spikes and you can't get out of even if you're supersonic. Right, right, right. I don't actually know if that's actually that level. Anyways, not important. Okay, no, no, I have no idea. I I assume you're referring to like older Sonic games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've actually, I've not played any of them maybe, yeah. Oh my god, and you say you know Sonic lore? I'm just into the lore. How dare you, Daniel? Yeah, I'm just into, I'm just into, you know, like Sonic's stinky feet. Okay. What? what? This. Oh gosh. Okay. Cool. All right. So you make it to the sewer, and now you're like, okay, you can't go back up the sewer pipes because that's where all the evil mage guards that are loyal to Josh Greenroad are. So your character. Wait. Should are we now... just? Should we have something like fully pop off in the kingdom, like a full coup, or like some kind of, you know, like maybe uh, someone seizes power and then does like a what's it called? What is a like martial um, law? They do like a big lockdown. No, I don't like the well so i'm thinking what happens is that because josh greenroad is like a big like uh confidant for the king the king kind of believes his word that you your party is very dangerous and even with the adventures guild's backing he like left right like he's not there anymore who josh Josh greenroad Greenroad, fuck um i kind of so i wanted him to stay there no greenway is our friend greenroad is the guy right right that we want to mean is he still at your house is josh greenway still at your house uh, I he's fully not. gone. He right? didn't okay. say he was. Oh god, yeah, yeah. No, he's he's set me up with my mic setup, so that's what okay. happened. No, and he went home yeah. to Metal City. Yes, okay, specifically great. Metal City. That's a long drive. Yeah, but, yeah. Hope you. Can oh hope yeah. Okay. Don't worry, his car is pretty gas efficient, I believe. Great. Okay. Um. Anyways, great bit. So, I would like uh, Josh Greenroad to still be here, and then when he's exposed, because so this is like kind of the timeline I'm thinking about. And you tell me if you like this or if you hate it, and you want me to throw it out the window and crash through a car. Okay. Um. I will tell you What's that. happened is, <laughs> thank you. So what happens is you go through the sewer dungeon, Josh leads you in there, and then you're like, your party is like being framed for something. They're like, okay, we can't let them leave the city, and when they're captured, then they're going to be like executed immediately on site because they're dangerous people. So your players have to do a dungeon crawl through the sewers and sneak your way into Josh Greenroad's like 
tower yes. to it, grab some evidence to expose him to the king. So you're two part. It's like you sneak into the tower, grab the evidence, and the second part is go up to the king and like kind of break in through the window and be like, "No, he's bullshit. He's a terrorist." <laughs> I don't know. That's not. That's probably not what you're gonna say. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> I it, wouldn't it be like so fucking funny if like that was a scene in Symphonia and like Kratos or something. <laughs> It was just like, what? No, that's bullshit. He's a t- We should get Matt Mercer. Okay, we need to start tweeting at... Okay, we need to start tweeting Neil deGrasse Tyson. We gotta start tweeting Matt Mercer. Matt Mercer. Get them all to do voices for the characters that we're gonna put in this video game that we're oh now making. Oh my god. Alright, I mean, he already did Ganondorf. I'm sure he can do this. Did Matt Mercer what? voice Kratos? Who who voiced Ganondorf? Matt Mercer. In what in the game? New, ta- uh, new Zelda game, Tears of the oh, Kingdom. Oh, I forgot that... Yeah, everybody has voices now. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I do love that. I do love that. Please do not throw it out of any kind of receptacle or run it over with any <laughs> sort of vehicle. Um, okay, good, good, good. It's been really tough to do it this late in the evening. Yes. No, it does make sense. I, I was under the impression for some reason that, like, you know, oh, now that his cover is blown, he's going to have to return. But I, he wouldn't even know that we know. Yeah. So, but he just knows that you're a threat. So he's trying to take you out. Well, I think he might know a little bit, but he doesn't feel like it's so dangerous that he needs to leave his position. So that's why he's still in the city. Right, but right. But once, like, and he probably knows that he has a backup eggmobile that he can fly off yes, on it, like, of course. when things go to shit. So actually, I think it'd be like. Now that you've said the word eggmobile, I kind of do want you to throw that idea out of the window and run it over specifically <laughs> with an eggmobile, just so I can see the logistics of how that works. Oh, God. Okay, uh, give me five minutes. I'll be right back. Okay, great. Just got to find the keys to my Eggmobile. Can we get whoever voiced Eggman in the Sonic cartoons to just say, just got to find the keys to my Eggmobile? Just do like a cameo. <laughs> you oh man, if he, to he, Metal City. Yeah, they could have a cameo thing online for those because I don't know if those voice Oh, actors... right, like the please voice this, whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, can you say this line for our stupid podcast? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, sure. The keys to my Eggmobile. Yeah, okay, write that yeah. down. We'll... we'll... Yeah, or it. what happens is I have to go to a convention where he's at and then get him ah. to say it. Because I do remember in one of the Arizona cons, Robotnik from the old like Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon what? where he eats no chili really? dogs was in Arizona, yeah. No way, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would not be they surprised had, like, the if whole he was Sonic just cast. like dead, like if he was just that old. <laughs> I mean, not that I'm wishing I, I death can't... on him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Eggman is just dead, sir. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. In my head canon. Worst case scenario, we'll go find Jim Carrey. Great. Be like, hey, Jim Carrey, voice yes, this. And like, yes, yes, okay. okay, perfect. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Wow, what were we talking about? Well, I kind of gave you oh, my yes. idea. You told me not to throw it out the window, but yes. to run over specifically the egg cart. And then mobile. I, yes, I backpedaled. Yeah, and then now we're going to make an egg cart. Um, yeah. No, yeah, now we're going to okay. make a sewer dungeon and then like their process to get to the tower and then also expose the king yes. to yell, bullshit, he's a terrorist. I Yeah, I, I do. No, no, and I do like the take. Let's do um, basically like you're wanted like you walk it's the symphonia thing where you walk into the city and it's like huh what are these wanted posters and then it's just you guys oh yeah and then uh yep and then they have to be very poorly drawn versions of you so that's something in our wheelhouse yes um oh yeah we can do that here i'll pull up paint right now (laughs) yeah okay so so you you either like have a close call with some guards or maybe like you know there's some fanatic townspeople who see you and they want the bounty reward or something um and then you get led into the sewers by a cool ronin man um though i guess in real life if somebody was just like follow me into the sewers you wouldn't think they were like super cool you would think they were homeless or something but um i mean he probably looks homeless considering he came out of cryostasis and had nothing else on him yeah cool homeless man is a look though in anime. Cool homeless man? That's true, Just like, yeah. oh, I'm a cool homeless guy. But, like, if you tried to make, like, an actor look like a cool homeless guy, I don't know if that would really work. Well, Florence Fishburne. <laughs> I stand corrected. No, yep, you're I've corrected you're myself. Um, there you go. Oh, I've corrected myself. Oh. Um, great. Uh, I, oh, I corrected all over my pants. Hang on, I gotta change. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Enough of this bit. Let's go. <laughs> um, great bit. So... Yeah. Okay. So so let's let's decide. I think that's what makes our bits better is when we say the bit is great, so we keep it in there. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah. Let's let's design a sewer dungeon. Um. Yeah. Is there is there anything kind of significant that we would want in up in this stinky pipe, other than just like some cool encounters? Really quickly before that, I'm just thinking of ways to make the Ronin. 
that Josh character made a little bit more like trustworthy. You can have him just come in and save your characters from like a surrounded of guards, and yes. then he leads you to the sewers. Yes, that's how I picture it. Okay, as far as the dungeon itself goes, I like the idea. Like, well, one you can always do like the basic. Uh, Fabula Ultima style of running dungeons, which is like your characters walk in, they do a group check, and then the person taking the lead starts the check, and then you guys take some damage or like run into some traps because of it. But if we're going to elaborate right. it more to make it like more dungeon esque, because there's no reason you can't have like a nice dungeon crawl, right? I like the idea of like a dungeon where you have to figure out like shrinking mechanics. So right. the way I picture it is like the sewers of the Magic Kingdom. Um, which does exist in Disney World and Disneyland, is yes. this like intricate piping system that, because of how magically inclined the people are, they can use magic to kind of adjust their size to do re repairs, and that's part of the puzzle on how to get out of the sewers to get to the top of the Magic Kingdom and the Mage Tower. Okay, love that. So, I think what would be like set up is like your characters have to use shrinking abilities to change sizes to get into certain areas. And maybe they develop, maybe there's like a magic item called like the shrinking hat, like a minish cap kind of thing. Okay, uh, great, great reference. Yeah. Like, no, no, no I just like um, that. Yeah, I think it would be cool to include something like that. Yeah, like they just find these minish caps in the beginning. Just like in any JRPG, it's just like, oh, you're in a new dungeon and we have a new yeah, gimmick for the you. Yeah, put on this hat and then say the magic word or just like put on the hat and you turn small and take it off and you grow. And you're like, okay, cool. Yep, love that. So you can populate it with some puzzles. Obviously, you'll have some monsters, probably like some ropers. You gotta have gelatinous cubes. Rats. Gelatinous cubes for sure. Um, there could be puzzles where items are floating in the air, and then you have to figure out like what's that? Oh, there's the key I need to open the next area of the sewer to get to sewer level two. Right. Like, okay. Cool. Yep. So these are some ideas I've been throwing out there. Anything catch your eye that you want us to like kind of flesh out a bit more? I think I don't know that we particularly need to include you know like go like put forth the time to be like okay this is everything we're going to include in it just because mm -hmm. like you can really put in whatever you want so we can just hit a few key yeah. things like we usually do i was going to ask like what what is the sort of like why does the ronin know about this and then also like what is the kind of significance of the sewers like in my mind it's kind of like you know, oh, the, the classic, oh, I know, you know, the the secret tunnels that the royalty uses in case there's ever an emergency and they need to escape the castle mm. kind of thing. So it'd be like, okay, oh, you so know, it's connected I... to the sewers. Okay, so for the Ronin, which I guess is just now his name, he's just constantly going to be called the Ronin, question, right. question, question mark. Josh Ronin his title. Yeah, is his name. Yeah, Josh Ronin. Yeah. Uh, Joe, Josh Joe Ronin. Ronin. Joe Ronin. <laughs> okay, that's canon. His name is Joe his Ronin. His name is Joe Ronin. Yeah, the way his people pass down knowledge is through a podcast. Right, yeah. <laughs> Not only he knows, um, he has a companion called uh, Jamie that pulls things up for him. Yes, yes, um, yeah. The way their their cool. oral tradition is passed down by inviting somebody into a room that doesn't know anything about it, and then they just talk about it, but neither of them are versed in the subject. Perfect. And then, like, every time you take, like, a long rest, your character has to do one of these. Sure, um, yeah. He's like, hey, come into this yeah, tent and then quick. he. Yeah, and then the Ronin is also skilled in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and yes, uh, yes, yes, mixed martial well, arts. I mean, I guess I He's... guess Joe Ronin in this case would actually be he just used to like do um, mixed uh, sword arts. He used to fight in MSA. Okay, that would I mean to be fair, like that's kind of how Fabulous Ultimate characters work. And if he's a swordsman, so yep, it sounds a little like MRSA, which is like a and a bacterial <laughs> yeah. infection, but whatever. Oh, what isn't there like? What is like the the really the super smart people? Like you have to have a whatever IQ to join. Isn't that like Memsa or something? I don't know. Anyways, You'd it sounds really them. adjacent to a bunch of just really slimy things. Yeah, which anyways. is good because we're going into a, a stinky pipe dungeon. Perfect. Okay, so um, what the hell was I talking about? I uh, oh. well, I well, I was saying that he probably knows that the sewers oh, lead right. to some his kind reason. of secret entrance yeah gotcha i think that his reason for knowing the sewers connect to josh greenroad's tower and also the king's area is that he was from metal city so he has plans from josh greenroad when he was there that kind of explores like the architecture of okay. the city okay yeah maybe josh greenroad was involved in building it something like that so he's like oh okay so i know how this works and i can get you where you need to go Perfect. No, no, that that's great because, like, supposedly he would probably have been trying to break in on his own. Yeah. And then he runs into you, and then I guess he mm -hmm. recognizes you 
because he would have seen you maybe in maybe some yeah. kind of like surveillance footage or something. Like he would have known that Josh Greenway, God, that's his real name, Josh Green Road. So yeah, supposedly he would know that he was cautious of your party in some way yep. or the other. So yeah. Great. And he gets to watch like a bunch of tapes of you guys fighting. So he knows a lot yes. about you from just like voyeurism, I guess. Indeed. But, um... Yeah. He's he's the one watching the flashbacks now. <laughs> there you go. It is really yeah. funny to imagine that he he just kind of like sat through, you know, like 20 hours of a campaign, just kind of like watching surveillance <laughs> footage. It's like, maybe I should really... do something about this. <laughs> it's like, oh, I will now. No, no, no. Conveniently on disc <laughs> two. Yeah. Okay. So he's in the sewers, and that's the reason he knows about it, okay? We've come up with, like, some of the combat scenarios you can have. Giant rats when they're shrinking and stuff. I think one fun puzzle is, like, that raising the water level. Yep. So you have to raise the water level enough so your character can move up. So maybe there's, like, a special thing where you have, like, four or five different switches that turn, like, pipes. And if you turn the pipes a certain way, it causes water to fall out. Now that we've brought up the concept of shrinking and the concept of opening uh, sewer gates to increase or decrease water level you we we gotta have a segment where the final way you like escape the sewers is by shrinking and getting on a little sewer boat and then going down a big sewer rapid to the exit okay and that could be like a fun group check for the players to like see how well they can manage their sewer boat and then maybe in the <laughs> yeah. background there's like some crazy like big slime monster i'm just gonna try to shoehorn in um group building a boat into every episode <laughs> okay so like oh how do we get sure. to the underwater world uh yeah let's uh let's uh consult an engineer and group build a boat a submarine how do we get out of the sewer oh let's uh group build a boat is jim cameron in here too he's just like oh i've shrunk i'm working on some new tiny boat technology what was the stupid name we gave him like jim camera or something yeah jim camera yeah yeah you yeah you have him on speed dial yeah hey jim camera how do you build a really small boat he's like oh yeah this is what i would do it would be really Go funny if like you you kind of have like an hq of like all mm -hmm. the npcs you've met that you can call for advice but every time it's just jim camera who picks up and he's like oh yes <laughs> i could design some kind of underwater vehicle to get you out of this dungeon She's like, no, we don't want to build a boat, Jim. Oh my God, they have like an Insta scroll, like an Instagram, and they just like, oh yeah, we have you on. We friended each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw your story about being trapped in a sewer, and I have the perfect solution for you. It's a boat. And it's clear that Josh Greenroad doesn't use this technology because he's too old, so he doesn't actually see oh, anything on your. He wasn't Instagram. around for boats. Oh, yep. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about boats, and I was like, okay, weird angle. <laughs> no, not that. All right, so we have boat construction, rising water level puzzle, some enemy options, and a shrinking dungeon to open doors and uh, get through sewer levels. Okay. Yep. So after they rise, no, after they raise the water Great level. Great reference enough, to Tales of Arise. You're welcome. Yes. So after they've raised the water level enough, they can ride the rapids into, I guess, the bathroom of the wizard tower oh, where Josh Greenroad. Oh, really funny. That would make sense then. Yeah. It would totally make sense that that's why you have to shrink. See, I got it. It all comes back. But the question is, attention. why would there be a flow from the sewers leading up into maybe like, okay, maybe it's like a septic tank situation. Though I don't, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's magic. Yeah, it's magic, magic plumbing doesn't work the same way as real world plumbing, you idiots. Yeah, yeah. it works in reverse. We're in a tubular yeah, world. Your Everything's minds, circular. You sheep, <laughs> wake up. <laughs> yeah, this is why we can't have like infinite plumbing. God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's because of the plumbing industry. Big plumbing is just trying to keep us down, keep us paying for water. Oh my God. So. This is gonna be a weird tangent, but like Go I recently it. discovered a musical called Urine Town. <laughs> great, and great. The entire it's like satirical and kind of plays on the musical structure. But the whole storyline is that big industry, uh, the world is running out of water, so the big industry has created like a control over like the use of toilets and whether or not you can pee. <sighs> so like every time you have to go to the restroom, you have to pay the big industry to use the bathroom. Okay, brutally allegorical, because I can see that being real, but yeah. Yeah, and then if you don't, you get sent to urine town, which nobody knows what it is, but it's just dying. Ah, okay. Something we can incorporate. <laughs> yeah, okay, no, no. Now let's let's spend the last five minutes of this podcast trying really hard to shoehorn this into the world. <laughs> okay, okay, so maybe the Magic Kingdom is actually running out of water because of the emerald of water. Okay, yeah, and then the king is actually a tyrant. Mm. Okay. 
And then okay, yeah, okay. okay. Let's let's talk about everybody pissing situation. What are the pissing yeah. situations of the NPCs? Yeah, where do they pee, and how does the water get fixed? Yeah, oh. okay. What does what magical if, plumbing work in this world? In, in what if the plumbing to, of Magic Kingdom yep. is actually set up through the water chaos crystal? Like, that's where they... F- oh, all of the pee is... Go- <laughs> okay. I don't know if I want <laughs> no, to, like, kidding. finish this. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. good. I'm okay, good. Real okay talk, never mind. Real talk, yeah. if you were living in a world where everybody knows magic, would people still be shitting into sewers? Yeah. Like, wouldn't we just, wouldn't we just be, like, you know, like, ray of disintegration on the shit? Doesn't that make um, a lot more sense? I if, guess it depends on how magic works. Cause, well, right? like, but I mean, like, if you just knew magic, right? Then if, like, so, like, say you know magic, right? You, it, like, yeah. Imagine that you're an engineer in in ancient Rome, and you're like, guys, why are we shitting on the streets? We can just make this crazy system of like streams underwater, and then put all the shit down there. If you were like a magic dude, you would be like, guys, why are we shitting? Let's just use magic, and then we don't have to leave poop all over the streets, right? Yeah, but it. Like in my mind, it depends on how the magic is done and okay. what the limitations are, right? right so, like, right. if magic is MP based and you have a limited amount of MP per day, you wouldn't sure. want to waste it on all your shits, right? Right, right, right. Especially yeah. if you have to cast disintegration, that sounds like a pretty hefty amount of magic. But I mean, I'd like, rather use it on more useful stuff like flying. Wouldn't you just have a bunch of like you know janitors, right, who just have a dedicated pool of shit MP, <laughs> and then that's what they would do? That's their day job. They just go around like like uh, whatever casting minor illusion or whatever on poop, on the Wait, streets. Wait, that would just make the poop look different. That wouldn't destroy the poop. Yeah, but I, I mean, like, it's magic, right? You're not yeah. thinking from the mind of a magic man. You're still encased in your little engineer's world. Yeah. Oh, wake I think... up, sheeple! Big plumbing. Okay. Uh, I do dream of electric sheeples. Um, great throwback to our episode where we didn't read that book. Nope. Realistically, thinking about it, it really depends on how structurally the magic system works in the world. Like, if people oh, sorry, have I'm, infinite magic... I was magic, fully not meaning to expand on this, but I know, please But I do thoughts. actually... Please now I want thoughts. to, so yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. deal with it. You have to deal no, with we, it. No, we need to make this airtight, because otherwise the shit is going to stink real bad. <laughs> the septic tank is busted. Yeah, um, we got to make no, that airtight. I think the reason they have a sewer system in the world, if anyone asks, is because Fabula Ultima has an MP system... The characters don't have enough magic points to yes. remove shit on a constant basis. <laughs> and in this world, you also have spirits that also use magic. So that's like you're, you're essentially destroying spirits to yes, destroy okay. poop, which yes. is something you don't want to do. Well, okay. okay. Well, hang on. We need to make the distinction because using magic normally, I don't think, comes at a cost of the spirit life in the world. It's only because yeah. Eggman is encasing robots or encasing the spirits in robots. Is why there's like an antagonistic relationship. Yeah, they have like this blood magic reason reason yes. for it. Yeah. Yes. But I think disintegrating poop would require blood magic level of magic. Just saying. Yes. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, even more airtight. Let's make this more airtight because everybody has innate magic within them. It means mm. that their poop is also extremely magic dense because eating, Ooh. eating meat, which is life, means that you are consuming yes. magic. And magic is kind of the thread that weaves this whole tapestry of the world. And so by cons- by basically removing the nutrients from something and then leaving only what is undigestible, you're leaving basically what is just like this packed, dense piece of something that magic has. You ha- It's like basically you need to have like a big exothermic reaction to be able to break it down. <laughs> And at the end, when the world comes full circle and you discover that the energy source that you're missing is actually just human feces, you're like, oh, (laughs) to fully power the world, it's just your excrements and you don't actually need anything else. Okay, now it's getting really fetishy, I think. (laughs) It's like, okay, Okay. and then at the, okay, so for for the final session, I was thinking that actually the secret key ingredient to solving the problem of infinite energy is to just have everybody poop in a big chamber. (laughs) Does that sound cool? Is that a cool character arc you guys are looking to? Where are you going? Guys. (laughs) You don't like this? Come back here. I still need to ask you about your epilogues after you're done pooping in the big chamber. We've already agreed this game is explicit, so we can talk about (laughs) poop all you want. I was very clear about the boundaries coming into the campaign, and you all said you were okay. I don't know. We talked about bowel movements. That was going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Great. What a great bit to end this episode on. (laughs) Yeah, the bowels of your boundary. Uh, Right. I'm uh, glad. Boundaries of your bowel. I'm glad we were able to get that out, though. Like. Cool, cool, cool. I'm kind of disappointed that more games don't kind of expand on why 
people still need to like poop into toilets in their world, even though magic exists, you know? It just seems oh, inconsistent. Yeah, for sure. It just seems inconsistent. That's all I'm gonna say. I mean, it depends on the game. Like some games don't you can't you don't even poop. Like people just don't poop. That's true. There are a lot of fantasy worlds where people just don't poop or pee or have sex. So Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Like there's so many inns you walk into Tales of Symphonia where it's just like there's no toilets. True. Where true. do they it's go? Certainly true. Yeah. Yeah. Just they don't. They just don't. They just reabsorb it. And that's where their magic comes from. Man, Boom. that's how you know that we aren't professional designers because we just we didn't have the instinct to just be like, nobody poops. Yeah. We had to think like Instead, we spent twenty minutes yeah, talking about how the poop like, works. Why do people poop? How do people poop? But really mm-hmm. the question you should be asking is why do they need to poop? Yeah. And that's that's what you that's what people get paid the big bucks for. That's why George R. R. Martin writes Game of Thrones and we're just here doing our stupid podcast. Yeah, we don't have enough R's in our names, just two D's. True. Yeah. True. All right. I mean, just closing this out. I mean, at some point, you make it into the magic tower inside. You discover like to finish. (laughs) I mean, essentially, you find like an exposition, like maybe his diary or his plans for taking over the world or his design of Metal City and the crystals. It's enough uh, evidence, like, because you're in his room. It's like, it's just that classic scene's like, oh, we made it here. Oh, we found this thing on his table that explains all of his evil plans. You grab it and then you run over to the king's chamber, which maybe there's a combat scenario where you're dealing with some robots, or when you go yeah. in to expose him, Robotnik gets in, like, one giant robot to fight you, and he tails off, tears off his flesh skin to reveal his Robotnik skin, whatever the hell that is. Yes, yes, to reveal that he's actually Mr. Robotic. Yeah, Mr. Robotic, um, which is now his canon name in our world, so yep. we don't get sued. Eggman's so we're, thank you, yeah, Josh. Okay. <laughs> Great. I'm glad we finally cemented his our take on Eggman, which is by calling him something that maybe your grandma would call what his actual name is. <laughs> yep. Okay, so uh, you come in, you expose him to the king. The king's army turns on the big robot guy, or Dr. Robotic. Dr. Robotic. Mr. Robotic, sorry. Yeah, Mr. Robotic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's not a doctor in this world? He's just Mr.? He's just, yeah. They don't, there's no There's no, like masters programs or anything in this world it's just mage college so it's just a four it's everybody has four-year degrees oh it's like really blue collar yeah oh okay everyone just a professional degree yeah yeah well actually there's not even universities it's just trade schools like like there's no like magic universities it's like magic trade schools and then that's it okay thank you mr robotic for setting this up you know but i mean like in in universe that actually really makes sense right like yeah if everybody in the world was capable of using magic then there Mm -hmm. wouldn't be like magic universities everybody would just go to a trade school and then they would just like do their job true true Un- i mean and then there would be like you know like scientists who like research magic but like most people would just would just do you know their two years and be done yeah so magic janitors is just a trade from the trade school yeah i mean yeah there's got to be somebody okay. out there using their mp to clean up poop yep and that's all they use and that's the and magic janitors they- yeah, it's different. Like, they have to learn how much MP they need to use for, yep. like, different types of poop. Okay, anyways, this is going too long. <laughs> anyways, so I assume there's, like, a big boss fight with Robotnik and the partner, or the ro- Dr. Robot. Robot. Yes. What do we call him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doc Boctopus. Mr. Robot. Yeah, yeah Doc Boctopus. So, Doc Boctopus. So you, you climb up the tower, or, you know, maybe you just kind of, like, get a shortcut into wherever he is. Yeah, and then sewer I assume, ride. Sewer surf into his bathroom. Right, and then there's some kind of encounter where you do like the classic Eggman boss fight where mm-hmm. he summons some kind of robot and then you fight it and then he blasts off again and then mm-hmm. that's when he finally returns home to Metal City to kind of do his plotting yeah I think this is something we might explore on the next episode just to kind of really flesh it out but I would like to build out this robot boss fight a little bit I sure. just I'm trying to I need some inspiration on some robot robotnik esque bosses in Sonic games. Okay, yeah, so, let's yeah, yeah let's, let's spend some time looking at different Eggman boss fights and then we'll reconvene. Well, okay. Dope, 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 dope. Great. Glad right. we spent so, the last 20 minutes talking about poop. Yeah, it it started with urine and it became poop yes. and then it became poop energy sources and poop janitors. Anyways, this is uh, no going to be a world. real test of like who <laughs> the real listeners are. <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. like <laughs> if suddenly it's so funny like imagining the spotify like drop off ratio graph and then yeah. it's just like weird at 40 minutes there's literally zero people listening that's so strange what were we talking about oh poop yeah there's a there's a market drop off when we say the name joe ronan and then at 40 minutes this just goes to zero yeah, it goes to zero, and then it like spikes suddenly as we talk about like infinite poop energy, and then oh, it's they like, come okay, back. Then it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, All they the conspiracy really theorists left. come back. Okay, yeah. great. 
Great. Yeah, from the Joe Ronan tag. It's like, oh, okay, pulls them in. Anyways, all right, let's close this out. All right. Hey, thank you guys all for listening. We're One Shot at a Time, a tabletop role-playing game podcast. I'm your forever game master, Daniel Locke. I'm your forever master, Daniel Lee. (laughs) If you guys got a chance, please leave a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening. It really helps us out a lot. Please tell your friends. Word of mouth is the best way to, you know, help us out and share the podcast. And then also check out our Twitter. We're at One Shot at a Time, or I guess X. Is there a different thing? You just call them X, right? Yeah. I truly do not know. I truly yeah, do. Yeah, you don't know. call it a tweet. You just call it an X. You call it, yeah, you call it an X. All right, whatever. Something to think about in the future. Uh, you can also email us at one shot at a time cast at gmail.com. Uh, you can send us suggestions that we can use to turn into some fabulous Ultima one shot campaigns. Yeah, please give us some suggestions so we don't have to keep talking about poop for 20 minutes every episode. Yep, that was a very weird turn, I'm not going to lie. And also, we're going to be at Saboton Con, so come check us out. We'll be there Saturday and Sunday. I got a panel, or I guess we have a panel. This is coming out after. Oh. It's right before. It's so, right oh, before. Oh, nice. We got time. Okay. We got time. time no worries, man. We're good. We're on time, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I said, uh, we're going to be there Saturday and Sunday, I think around like 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock-ish, both days. One doing On Saturday, we're doing our One Shot at a Time panel where we make a One Shot adventure with your help, the audience. And then on Sunday, Daniel's doing a solo panel-ish with me there being something. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, to be honest. <laughs> I'm there. Uh, yeah, it's just going to be like a meme cool little Japanese crash course. Uh, that should be fun, and maybe you'll learn a thing or two. Yeah, for sure. Other than that, you can check us out, uh, or you can check me out at Neighborhood Comedy Theater. It's an improv theater. I perform there on the weekends every once in a while, so definitely check out the calendars, and you'll find me there. Yeah, I think that's it. Yep, nice. that's uh, that's the only plug I got for myself. What about there you, Daniel? Go. Um, play uh, Armored Core Six came out today, so oh, check that out. Um, Baldur's Gate Three is really fun. Oh, that's so good. And that's Remnant Two. So uh, Remnant Two is also good. Yeah. I just started playing Punishing Gray Raven again, so uh, maybe get up in that. Yeah, that's, I just installed Maple Story again, oh, so that happened. Okay, let's go. Yeah, not even sure. I just nostalgia, I guess. Anyways, that's not important. We're gonna close out. Thank you all for listening. Please check us back again in every other Tuesday because that's when we do the posts. That's a good so. way to say it. That's a good way. To, much yeah. more succinct than what we usually say, which is like it comes out. <laughs> next, next, you know, whatever the uh, after, okay, the next Tuesday, the one after that one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, there you uh, go. thank you all for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Yep. Ronin, bonin, zonin, moanin, tonin, melatonin. Let's, oh, we should use melatonin. Fuck. <laughs>